Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I want to fall from the style straight into your arms, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Erling Haaland scored yet another hat-trick and Bruno Large is no longer in charge. It's Monday, 3rd of October. I'm Marcus Spell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Delisha Hunteraja. Oi, oi, everybody! It's Montag, as the Germans would say. Good to have you with us. It, it's, t- it's a time to be happy, because we're going to talk about football. Yeah. Even if you're a Manchester United fan. I don't think it's a time for that Man United fan there to be happy. Yeah. I feel your pain, brother. Oh, no, you don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> Fulham got beat by a three-goal margin. I was a bit disappointed when uh, Martial scored that lovely penalty. So I thought, oh... I thought that was going to be also, the biggest doing of the weekend. Also, Vicia, Portsmouth lost their unbeaten record in the league yeah, exactly. as well. So we're all in the same boat. Bloody Sitting hell. over there. Yeah. You thinking you're special. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's you, you know, generally people will go to these meetings where they meet other people who've gone through hardships. <laughs> they don't take the piss out of each other, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gone through hardship. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah. You're lucky you've still got a club. Yeah, yeah that is true. Actually, yeah. <laughs> you little mug. Yeah. Um, just be grateful. Oh, yeah. I'm lucky to have one. He chose his later. Uh, <laughs> oh, he just look, don't be sad. You've never seen sad. your team play in a major European final. How okay? can I be sad when I'm sat next to you? Exactly, yeah. yeah. As he always says, it's a lovely walk to the ground, doesn't it? It is, <laughs> yeah. I, it. I was just supposed to watch football. Yeah. It's a beautiful world when you know who you are. Right. Right, everybody. Let's have some highlights of the weekend. Vitution, why don't you go first? 
Um, it's off to it, a good start. A lot to choose from. Your, yeah, a lot, uh, plenty of cho- to choose. I didn't choose mm. from one game specifically, so it was kind of at a disadvantage there. But my highlight was Tom Kearney having a shot from range um, and lamenting a shot from range by pulling down his shorts. Yes. Yeah, that was very good. Because it was like a, a toddler having a tantrum in a supermarket. Mm-hmm. Respect it. Yeah. You know, kids at that age, they just pull at it when they're annoyed. <laughs> it looked <laughs> It looked like he was doing that. Yeah, he wasn't. And no, he wasn't. But um, there was, you know, a football Twitter obsessed with screenshots. And there were many screenshots trying to work out if he was wearing underpants. Yeah. And someone came in and said, no, no, there's a different angle for it. Mm. And he is wearing underpants. Oh, he very much was. He was, yeah. yeah. I like the idea of Marco Silva. Presumably he wouldn't have pulled it down if he wasn't. Yeah. I like the idea of Marco Silva in the final meeting before the the team's been announced saying, look, Tom, Mm. I'm not going to pick you, but again, but I will bring you on. If you promise not to pull your shorts down, yeah, again, yeah. okay, and maybe that's why he's not being picked. Well, because there's because he, he keeps trying to take his shorts. Indeed, off. now he is a Scotland international, yeah, but of course he was born in England. Oh, so he's, he's not a proper Scotsman because exactly. he's wearing underpants. Exactly, there we go. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. That's good. Look more. Your highlight um, of the weekend. Are we? Are we honestly saying that? Part of the reason Tom Kenny isn't being picked regularly for Fulham anymore is because he wants to wear a kilt and isn't, <laughs> and isn't allowed to. Well, there's got to be some reason why they don't want him and his magic wand. And that seems like the don't most... say magic wand. <laughs> it's his face when he says it. The listeners can't hear it. You know it's coming. The little eyebrow goes, doesn't it? He somehow, somehow he managed to emphasize the W in wand. Uh... Mark is his face when he knows he's going to say something like that. It's like um, a little poshkin in an Enid Blyton novel. Oh, come on! Get an, extra, get, an extra, get an extra scone from the larder. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's a great analogy, to be fair. Oh. Keep your scones in the larder. Yeah. If only this wasn't just me stalling because I haven't got a highlight of the weekend. <laughs> uh, I, I would go with, um, Marcus, you're going to get annoyed about this because I think you probably want to say this one. Yeah, go on. um, Liam Gallagher rubbing salt in the wound with Gary Neville oh, on Twitter. Come on. Sticking the boot he, in. It's the finest. <laughs> he is so good on Twitter, especially after a Derby Day Can I win. just say what he said? Please. Just straight away, as soon as the follow whistle happened. Yeah. Uh, little tweet direct to Gary Neville. What you're saying, you're square. <laughs> He absolutely loves it. My fa- one of my favourite ever tweets was when uh, when it was the the protesters got onto the pitch at Old Trafford. Remember yeah. they were protested, and he was he was he was like a scatter gun. He was just pumping out the tweets. And one of them, he's got an absolute joke of a football club. Blah, 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 blah. And in among all this, one just said Jeremy Kyle FC. <laughs> Oh, exciting. classic. Oh, dear. My favourite... People think he's thick. One of, <laughs> one of my favourite tweets in recent years is the height of the COVID pandemic yeah. when no one can leave their house. <laughs> Everyone's fuming, yeah. obviously, right? What are you going to say? And Big Pav, Big Pav, the legend, just saw a tweet of him pop up in my timeline yeah. and it just got me. It just said, anyone want three kids? <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, love that. Anyway. Love that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the just the age difference. So there's only three years between Liam Gallagher yeah. and Gary Neville, yeah. and it's that's the perfect kind of older kid at school looking yeah. at a little kid, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. right? Oh, square. And if they're in the same class, Gallagher will be at the back, and Neville will be at the front row, yeah. wouldn't he? Constantly getting things pinged off his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't condone it, but yeah. it is funny. I know. Is this rock and roll stuff better work out for you, pal? Otherwise, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, my goodness. Uh, my highlight of the week. Well, look, we've we've recently had uh, VAR has been in the spotlight and the, and the refereeing and so on. 
and said, my highlight of the week is the referee getting it spot on by not sending off Thiago Silva. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. I love that for Silva. Absolutely brilliant all game. Like proper, experienced defender. If yeah. you look at the stats, first for everything on those those graphics. And what is he, 37, 38, 38. Now? Still going strong. Sky Sports Still going it. forward and, you know, getting assists for the equaliser yeah. as well. Yeah, indeed. Sky Sports put these things up, Sergio Silva, you know, interceptions first in the game, pass completion first, mm. all this stuff. The one time he does get caught out of position, yeah. he just goes straight down to the trenches it's and so gets good. away with it's it. So it's so great. It's that, is, that is how you become a top-class yeah, defender. Definitely. Oh, my goodness. Mm. He should have been sent off, by the way. We're not going <laughs> mad. All right, then. Without further ado, the Manchester derby. Um, this, yeah, Manchester, United, Manchester City 6, Manchester United 3. Despite scoring... Uh, those three goals at the Etihad, which you would have to say that Man City were the better side and deserved the win. If, you know, sometimes games end end at a certain point where like a half maybe ends and you're like, God, mm. if that had gone on a bit longer. Yeah. And generally, I reckon if that had gone on for another half, yeah. they would have scored another six, yeah. You know, that show, you know that show on Friday? I wasn't on it, but where you embarrassed yourself about the main, <laughs> like, main United players and the Champions League squad and all that kind of stuff. On Friday, you, you, you said Henning Berg. Um, oh, but, sorry, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Um, if I was on that show mm. and I asked you at that point, may not are going to score three goals at the Etihad tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have bitten his hand. I would have taken that. Yeah, you yeah. would have taken it. <laughs> yeah. They won the second you, half. Yeah. It, there was a, yeah, this was a proper like monkey pool wish of three goals, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. well, you Martial back scoring a couple, yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Two and two, first, strike, first Manchester United player to do yeah. that since Lukaku. There you yeah. are, you see. But you thought if yeah. you score three goals, at least that would cancel out Harland. Yeah, so you didn't think of Foden, did we? You'd all forgotten about little Phil. You know what? I was... The first half, you know, United were terrible. Couldn't string a pass together. Mm. They um, There were a couple of points where, you know, there was a Jadon Sancho interception where he botched it on about the halfway line. A couple of little moments where a couple of better decisions and suddenly United are in better territory, certainly getting City away from their goal. Mm. But the calibre of some of those goals... My goodness. So the De Bruyne assist for the Haaland goal where he he crosses from the narrowest position of all. It's yeah. basically a through ball and a cross. He's about 20 yards out as well. Yeah. A through ball and a cross is a great way of describing... And Haaland gets on the De end of it. Does. I laughed when I saw that because I yeah. thought, you know what, even as bad as United have been, how do you stop that? No. They were, City was so good mm. in that first half that it did take the sin out of it. I, I thought I was more annoyed, much more annoyed after the Brentford game than I was against that, even losing... Well, oh, I'm, right, I'm, so, I'm going to say rivals, local rivals, or whatever. They're not really rivals in, in the truest meaning of the word. Um, what, in Manchester terms of City? Professionally, yeah. You know, in terms of like the league, United aren't rivaling City for anything, I are th- they? I thought you meant like the other way around. I was like, and I was no, a bit no, like, no, no, no. Okay, fine. Um, but it was, yeah, it was remarkable. United were pretty pathetic in that first half, but at the same time... City was so just, good. Uh, yeah, unbelievably good. It's interesting what you say about Jadon Sancho, because I... You do wonder, when he was at Dortmund, you know, the world at his feet, you know, one of the most exciting players in Europe, you would go as far to say, whereas now, I know he's had a few little flickers, you know, but compare him to, say, like Phil Foden or something, he would be expecting to be operating on that level and, and, and for a club going places like that. He looks very isolated. He was certainly very isolated on the weekend. Um, you know, Rashford, all this talk about him, you know, turning the corner a bit, he was yeah. basically nowhere to be seen. It's very difficult for him, though. Yeah, it, it, it is, yeah. it is, it is. You know, we're very disjointed. I think the the most, the, the strangest thing was so for Foden's goal at the end of the, the fourth goal, yeah. 
was the vast expanses of free space mm-hmm. and, you know, Ericsson fouling De Bruyne after De Bruyne had got rid of the ball yeah. and the referee playing advantage despite the fact there's only two City players and mm-hmm. seven United players back there. Kind of yeah. spoke volumes about how how United were against them. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. 1970 was the last time a Man City player, Francis Lickle, scored a hat-trick in the Manchester derby. And then, and then we had two. Mm. It was all talk about, oh, Haaland the first one and then, of course, uh, Phil Foden. So soon after that one. They just pulled them, absolutely pulled them to pieces. Yeah. It was it was very, very... I was saying to you guys, wasn't I, that I felt a bit like, you know, maybe maybe you, you want to have a look at, at whether United started off aggressively enough, whether they put pressure on the ball, whether they really came into the game and thought, right, this is a derby, we need to be super aggressive, we need to get right amongst it and, and keep it really tight as early as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things. It just feels mental to say that. It's like it's easy to say, mm. but actually, the combination of De Bruyne and Haaland with Foden doing what he does, and I actually thought Grealish played really well as well. Mm. Mm. Those those four. I'm not picking them out for any particular reason because I know that Bernardo Silva got an assist and Gundogan was unlucky not to score the free kick as well. But it, it, it's a completely <laughs> different level. It's a completely different level of football. I thought. I think the way Haaland plays, and you know, the caveat being that if he can keep it up for the whole season, mm-hmm. which I think indicators will suggest that he probably will. He's not going to the World Cup, so he's going to be fresh for the second half, which is a frightening prospect. He's he's probably the best all-round striker I've seen since the, since the original Ronaldo. Mm. Everything he does, it almost feels like impossible to, to defend against. His strength, his movement, his pace. Like when he gets up to full yeah, speed, yeah, it is yeah, frightening. Yeah. But that goal and there's nothing vision. you can do. I, I can't. The problem is. Let me just finish the point mm. by saying uh, you can criticize Martinez for all the reasons that he gets criticized, including by me. You can criticize Varane, who looked like he was struggling to shake off a bit of a knock at that key point in the game. Yeah. All this. I can't tell you mm. a, a centre back pairing or a, a three at the back, whatever, any individual centre-back even, that could have dealt with that. Mm. Chiefly because the runs are so good and the vision and the passing is so good from De Bruyne. <laughs> Those two players, they're, they're, it's impossible to defend against them. Well, someone, made a, someone made a really interesting point uh, yesterday talking about exactly that, about if you had a defender with those kind of attributes that could match Haaland, mm. he wouldn't be a defender. Well, yeah, <laughs> Absolutely, he wouldn't. <laughs> no way. But some of the stuff, I mean, it, it, Ibrahimovic would be the striker that I can maybe would be the other one I could think of but like on the stretch if you see what I mean yeah the way like you don't the, the pass you knew he you knew he was going to get to that yeah but, you? but the pass is it, it's obviously accurate but of course it does require a lot from the striker he needs to make that run but not only does he make that run he's, he needs to get there and he needs to be able to with an outstretched boot have the control well, to stick it in the net. But there, there's, there's so much to do, but of course they're both so good Yeah, that, and, that, that it looks easy. And the understanding is that there is basically an agreement on both sides there. Yes. Like, you know this is the only place I can get that ball. Absolutely right. And and conversely, like I know you're yeah. going to get this ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. So, I mean, the, it, so it, the, it, the pass yeah. makes the movement look really good yeah. and the movement provides the yeah. opportunity but, for but the pass. De Bruyne, yes. De Bruyne cannot it's believe his luck. Thing. Yeah. He can't believe his luck that he's playing balls into, into Haaland. Yeah. You know, and, and and you think about how good De Bruyne has been for for Manchester City. One of if you could make an argument, he's the best midfielder in the world, and one of the best of his generation. And now he's thinking, my goodness, as if I don't get enough assists already, he's going to rack them up because no, 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 no one has done so far. I I believe, and people can come back at me with all the different stats and stuff, but I don't think they will be able to. No one has done to the Premier League what Haaland is currently doing to it. It's never been mm. done. There's mm. no way. There's no way anyone has has been able to reach the level, not just talking about the stats and the goals he scored and the assists, but the eye test as well. He looks like he's playing on a completely different plane 
What about when Celez joined Newcastle? Well, that was great. We Wasn't all that enjoyed eight, that. Eight goals in his first eight games or something. And I think I've, John Stead at Blackburn. There you go. I feel like first Kevin Phillips might have, might have set the world on fire when yeah. he won the Golden Boot that year as well. I'm just Marcus wanted... Stewart for Ipswich. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you're getting a bit silly. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very good season, though, lest we forget. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're kind of reinforcing my <laughs> <Yeah>. point <laughs> yeah. with some of these names. I, I think it's absolutely. I mean, it's terrible news for the rest of the league. It is. It's it's look, it's not our fault, and it's not Erling Haaland's fault. The, the, the situation. That Roy Keane chopped his father down. <laughs> Correct, a supervillain. Did you see yeah. the, the, that screen grab? I think I someone have, yeah. posted yeah. in the group of Gary Neville remonstrating, like still a, a <laughs> screenshot of Gary Neville remonstrating with Roy Keane. Like, he just left his dad alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they were, but they were. I mean, there were resorts to that in the Sky Sports studio afterwards. In the Sky Sports studio afterwards, yeah, Roy Keane, Michael Richards, and Kelly Cates, and the conversation they had was essentially all about Ronaldo. And the reason they were having that conversation is because they run out of superlatives around Holland. There was mm. nothing really else to say. And Keane was arguing. I th- and I like Roy Keane. I think he's brilliant on TV. I, d- I disagreed with what he was saying uh, yesterday where mm. he was saying that, you know, Ronaldo's got to play and all the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, but that was what they were reduced to talking about because, because there was nothing else to say. And it, it is tempting to just, oh, well, Haaland's brilliant. You, you shouldn't stop saying that. I understand mm. that some people, um, you know, I know a mutual friend of ours who's been in this very studio, you know, talks about the money from um, the way it comes from Man City and uh, his fellow countrymen going there. He just can't really get behind it, blah, 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 blah. I understand, but in pure footballing uh, terms, you shouldn't stop saying this. It was like with with Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo when he was uh, at Real Madrid and and at Manchester United before that. Like, don't stop pointing out how brilliant this is because actually this is this is just different gravy. This is absolutely brilliant. I mean, the first player to score a hat-trick in three successive home games. He's now the same amount of Premier League hat-tricks as Ronaldo, uh, Lampard, Lukaku, Robbie Keane and, and Jamie Vardy. 14 goals in eight Premier it, League it, games. And he scored that, that same amount of hat-tricks of all those players in eight Premier League games. It's, it's just... It, it, yeah. Do you remember when he started playing Champions League football and those stats were coming out about the number of goals that he was scoring and mm. how consistent he was scoring them? Yeah. I remember someone, uh, you know, uh, someone at the um, who covers German football regularly and co- specifically covers Dortmund, was saying that he was speaking to some of their some of their coaches about him, mm-hmm. and they were like, "It's interesting that he's he's doing that and the way that he's pulling up trees because when you talk to him in person, mm-hmm. he has real appreciation of the game, but none of the numbers." Yeah. So like he 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 respects history. But at the same time, he doesn't see it as, as something that, you know, the players who are up here, mm-hmm. they're up there and that's basically where the ceiling is. His thought is, well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good and I can bomb past him and I can score from there and I can mm-hmm. score, score with my head, I can score left and right foot. If I just keep doing that, I will score. And he looks at it every game. So he was like, yeah. oh, I scored a hat-trick. I, I can score a hat-trick today. I can score a hat-trick tomorrow. Yeah. Not thinking, oh, I'm going to slow down because I've already scored 15 goals this yeah, season. Right. No, no, no. It's fascinating. Well, he's basically yeah. play the ball where it lies. You know, every, yeah. every exactly. game is, exactly. is, a, is a complete clean sheet, yeah. a, cl- a clean slate, rather. Yeah. Which is, there are no say, clean sheets. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> anyway. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that is fascinating to get into the mindset of him, how, how he does that. Apparently, you mentioned him scoring a header. You know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer apparently taught him how to head the ball when they were together at Mulder so you can blame him his shadow looms large you, think, you, think, I, you think I don't for yeah. this situation <laughs> um, but despite uh, that that uh, victory and very impressive performance uh, Pep Guardiola said after the match we can win or lose but there are many things we can do better some players were not good today so they have to improve the thing I did you know we talk about it about oh, Ferguson-esque but, but you know we, we talked about it before about the kind of the professional bond between footballers mm-hmm. and about how when a team are getting pasted, there was almost that understanding of stepping off. And I didn't think it would apply necessarily to this game in particular, mm. but it really did feel like Man City were pr- pr- properly off it 
until Anthony scored. Mm. And then they were like, well, hold on. You know, yeah. United were never in, you would never really. That Anthony goal from came there. from nowhere, by the way. Well, exactly. That would be yeah. one of the great forgotten goals, that. It was, it was a, a it, fucking it, beauty. It, it was a beauty, yeah. But it, it really felt like they, they stepped off. And it wasn't, a, I didn't look at it as a very city thing to do. Well, that's probably what he's uh, saying yeah. there. And, 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 you know, Pep loves, a, loves to batter teams and he loves to, for his teams to play well for the whole 90 and not do all that kind of stuff, as you say. Um, some Manchester United fans, obviously leaving before I say obviously they were spotted leaving before half time which shows you the yeah. absolute shellacking <laughs> they got about four of them called into the 606 uh, yeah right so they can't even deny it but then they actually won the second half 3-2 so exactly. I bet they felt a bit stupid last laugh I, do you know yeah. what I love um, inconsequential goals when they go in I can't get enough of it really I love, when, I, when it Martial, takes a shine off for me no it doesn't for me. I love it I, Martial's penalty superb you know when right that, in top it was a great penalty. It was. Edison's reaction to immediately get the ball and thought, oh, I'll have it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> even if you get another one. Yeah. But um, I, I can understand Guardo's frustration because of the type of character he is and because of the way they ended the game. Hmm. I think there's a Manchester City, even if they were to do what you were alluding to, Vish, they're still good enough to just torment United yeah, yeah. and say that, you know, we're going to keep the ball. They didn't actually keep the ball a huge amount by their own standards. Mm. I mean, the possession stats aren't that incredible, really. And I think I can understand why he would have come away from that game, Guardiola, like I say, knowing the character that he is, mm-hmm. with a little bit of a sour taste. Going, how have we, how have we can see a three there? Because it doesn't look, it doesn't look great to can see three um, no. at home in that kind, of, in, particularly in the manner of that. They were, they were quite off it. They were off, they were off it because they had won the game. But at the same time, close it out. Six one is miles different. Than True six, enough, three. but it, they were on it so much that uh, Eric Ten Hag said he didn't bring on Cristiano Ronaldo out of respect for his career. I mean, that was a re- that's a remarkable thing to say, by the way. <laughs> it's an absurd thing to say, given his stance on Ronaldo at the very start, which was which was very good. He was very strong, very firm, and talked about not treating him any differently. And then he comes out and says that, which is a bit confusing. I thought he had a bit of a bad day all round. I didn't necessarily have a problem with the team he put out there, but when City are all over United about. You know, for <laughs> ten minutes in, you've got to change it. I don't necessarily mean subs, but there was an opportunity there to drop Fernandez a bit further back, get Rashford in mm. that pocket because there was no point having a striker of that. You know, but, at there, that but, there's, no, but there's no, there's no issue. The issue isn't that though, is it, Fish? I don't. Well, I don't think it is anyway. The issue is, uh, and and sorry to, to you know to, to 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 bring to the table the unfashionable Graham Souness, but one of the things that Souness says, which I think is spot on, is that. And actually, Guardiola actually said this before the game. Mm. Guardiola said before the game, and I'm sure he was just being humble and obviously a bit odd. He said, I don't ever feel like I've ever won any game. The players win the game. Mm-hmm. We create the conditions yeah, for yeah, them yeah. to win. And Sunes says, look, forget, I know he's an old kind of bit of an old dinosaur, but he says something that, which I think is absolutely true about I think I, th- I don't think Sunes is that bad. I and, think he's got something to say. And he chucks, he, chucks, he chucks it out there and he says, forget about the formations. Forget about the individual roles that people have been asked to play. Forget about this and you know and all the rest of it and all the tape you watch. If you're not going to snap into tackles yeah. in the Premier League and be first to the ball and, all, and be super aggressive, mm. you're never going to get anywhere near it. And I don't think any change could have could have flicked a switch in the, in the mm. Man United players' mm. minds to say, right, now we're going to be off on it. No, they you, were so you're, far you're, off you're it, it was impossible. Right. You're, 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 I, I, agree. I agree with that. I just thought that, you know... They've, if if you if you watch that in front of you and you're the only one with the power to change the structure, I th- yeah. I, I, you know I thought maybe you should have done it. I'm not saying it would have changed the result, but it felt a bit like mm. United were sure. United. Everyone involved in United were just watching things happen to them, yeah, and it was enough. pretty remarkable things. I mean, but by the way, when Sooner says that and people criticise him, that will always be relevant. relevant of course, it will. How um, hard you got to fight to get to that level of football? It's indeed, incredible. Yeah, yeah. gentlemen. Yeah. Let's talk about the North London derby: Arsenal three, Tottenham Hotspur one. Mikel Arteta said it was probably the best atmosphere he'd ever seen 
at the Emirates. And that's something you said on Friday, Vish, didn't you? You were talking about the atmosphere, that, 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 and, and Jim was agreeing with you because he goes regularly. You were talking about the um, what, what they've created and it's the kind of thing that they can ride and help them in a game like this. Yeah, well, in t- so I, I mentioned it on Friday in terms of if Spurs had decided or, you know, if they if the route they were going to take was to make it into a scrappy game and make it a bit tense, that the Arsenal home home fan base, you know, the Emirates fan base have a bit more about them to to ride that and actually get into it rather than, you know, take it out on their own team. Um but they were I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'd be interested to see what you two think about this. I thought Spurs were actually pretty good, mm-hmm. but they messed up with a few of their passes in the final third. They had Arsenal in positions that they they probably trained to get them in. They had you know, overloads in transition, but every now and again they just played a couple of really stupid passes. Well, that's what Conte said. His post-match comments were like that. It was that final third, yeah, and the, and, and and that often doesn't get picked up when the highlights packages, chances created, yeah. and so on. Because yes, that did seem to be the case. And if you think about it, like so, Hugo Lloris drops his regular big game clanger <laughs> to put Arsenal back in front, yeah. and moments before that, Romero and Son are on a break. Where if you replace that yeah, with one yeah, other yeah. player, suddenly someone's squaring it to the other and they're scoring. But at the same time, Arsenal, you know, are balanced. I definitely think they deserve to win it. Deserve to win it by you know by that scoreline as well. Um, and I know, like we'll talk about some of the more forward-thinking players, but. Saliba, there was a moment when um, Arsenal looked really looked quite chaotic when Spurs came back into the game and he was basically on a different plane. Yeah. He was the only person who was that. calm. Mm. Yeah. And it was remarkable. Just danced around the ball on the edge of his own box. Yeah. Play it simple. <laughs> Wait, what were you worried about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I remember that specifically as well. I mean, he, he looks decent, doesn't he? But um, I, look, it was, it was a great win for Arsenal and Gabriel Jesus. Uh, got another goal. Luke Moore, you said he was going to score tons of goals this season and he seems to be, well, I mean, obviously... I mean, he'll, 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 he'll probably be, I mean, obviously he won't be pleased at the end of the season when he doesn't win the golden boot because Haaland will, but I imagine he'd be fairly content that Haaland's getting all the applauds yeah. and getting all the attention because he's just quietly going about his business. He'll he'll rack up goals this season for sure. Mm. Um, he'll probably he'll probably get a number that would have won him last year's yeah, golden maybe boot. Maybe he will. Yeah. Well, a man said he'll have the league wrapped up in probably April, I reckon. Unless yeah. Arsenal can keep the pace, April April is yeah. generous, maybe, and yeah. and Haaland will have the golden boot wrapped up in February. Great, well, listen, <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. look forward to it. Look forward to the World Cup, is what I'm yeah. saying. That's um, that's where we get a bit of peace. I kind of agree with what Vish said about the game. Spurs obviously tried to soak and strike, you know, play deep and 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 in an almost ostensibly defensive way, but at the same time picking quite a lot of attacking players to to do it because they wanted to execute this plan of catching teams on the break and all the rest of it, and and. Obviously, a lot's been made of the same scoreline last season, but then obviously they were a completely different team then, and Nuno was a you know was a busted flush. I feel like I feel like Vish is right, and the way I would phrase it is that I feel like it could have worked, but it didn't. And the reason it didn't is partly because Arsenal, I think, are a really good team. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably fair to say, but also because not only basically you can tip up you can basically sum up the Spurs performance by 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 mistakes mm-hmm. and whether that's mm-hmm. a mistake of a overhit through ball by Son yep. or yep. a poor decision in the final third mm-hmm. or a Hugo Lloris error yeah. or a Christian Romero error or an Emerson Royale ridiculous decision <laughs> yeah. when there's no need to do it mm-hmm. that though those mistakes as we often say on this show Marcus and sometimes I feel like other coverage of football doesn't say this enough 
those mistakes are part of the performance. You yeah. can't write them off and go, oh, yeah, it would have been brilliant yeah. if the mistakes didn't happen. You created the environment mm. for the state mistakes to happen. Well, it's a bit like... So they're part of it. Yeah, it's a bit like when people say, well, if it wasn't for the goalkeeper, well, he's in the eleven. Exactly. That's why he's there. And that's why they've signed so, him. So I, I feel like um, what I would add to what Vish said and what you guys are saying is just this. I also think that when you play in the way that Conte wants Spurs to play, particularly away from home, and, and this game on Saturday is no exception you are essentially trusting your team to play the majority of the game, not only in your own half, but a lot more than would be preferable in your own third. And what that does is it invites pressure on you. And you have to be totally comfortable being mm. that close to your own goal at all times. And yeah. I would never, don't overestimate mm. how panicky players get. The, the best team I've seen ever doing that was Mourinho's Inter in 2010. Yeah, absolutely. They would right, play, yeah. it felt like they would play like 10 yards out of their own goal the whole game and they'd be fine with it. It's hard for players to maintain that because the pressure builds and builds and builds, particularly against mm. tricky, talented players like Arsenal have got. I thought you were going to say Mourinho Spurs. I was going to, but you went into no. it and you were absolutely right to say <laughs> yeah. that. But, but you're true. It's right. That was very much the no waces yeah. <laughs> of, uh, of that. But, yeah, but you're right. And, and I think, you know, obviously he does that to give, I mean, Conte likes to play like that and it gives the forward players much more space because yeah. that's, you're going to invite them on and it's going to create space but they didn't use it well as you've as, as, as you've said the, the, the Arsenal deserved their win by the way well yeah, indeed, yeah. and, and that, that echoes what Vish said the, the Emerson uh, Emerson Royal uh, sending off Conte wasn't happy with the decision and suggested there's inconsistency in the Premier League over what meets the thresh, threshold for a red card I mean there's definitely inconsistency I mean, he's, not, he's not wrong there but did you think it was a red card? Yeah, yeah, Obviously I did as well. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. I just page think it's a red car for stupidity. <laughs> like you're gonna, you're gonna rake your studs down the back of someone's calf yeah. in the their own left back position when there's no threat and Run, running the other way. Yeah, yeah. It's, pointless. Yeah. it's totally pointless. It was so stupid that I went on the internet afterwards to find out if they had beef. Oh yeah, because that was the only thing I could think <laughs> yeah, of. Like, yeah, yeah. did something happen? Mm, you know, mm. Brazil squad once in a while uh-huh. and. But yeah, yeah absurd. It, absurd. Borderline. I mean, not borderline. It was. It was fu- fucking imbecilic. Is <laughs> yeah, what it was. Yeah. Big uh, fight should be a big fine. Word for granite, Jacker. Played well. Man of the match. Got his great goal. again. He seems to. Arteta seems to have tapped into something in him. What and what I mean by that is not just that Arteta is getting great performances out of him, but the narrative against Jacker has been completely inverted. Mm. Not only has he managed to get performances out of him, he's, he's somehow managed to say to Jacker, the whole. Um, story here of Arsenal's turnaround whether it be the stadium the atmosphere the performances the standards mm-hmm. we can channel this all through you yeah. which I think is a remarkable thing I, 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 I think given the right. position he was in before the turnaround has been incredible and it's a very rare thing considering what happened obviously this was mentioned uh, in, in the post-match but you, again you can't emphasise enough just how amazing that was he was given man of the match although when presenting Xhaka with the award Gabriel Jesus said uh, with regards to awarding him man of the match I don't know how but congratulations <laughs> <laughs> a ringing endorsement how about that but I said, I said in August that Arsenal might well be top at Christmas and I was derided for that derided we're you in were. October yeah. and uh, they're still top they're, right. uh, they're going to approach quite Christmas an Christmas still in November or? Uh, <laughs> famously yeah. yeah it's been moved forward because of the World Cup yeah. Yeah. great yeah. great <laughs> <laughs> oh dear uh, but you mentioned Jose Mourinho earlier um, well did you see that uh, he was in the news again this week he missed his uh, Roma team's 2-1 win over into his former club of course uh, uh, which happened on the weekend because he was serving a touchline ban for being sent off in their yeah, game against uh, Atlanta uh, last week um, at Atlanta I should say um, as he couldn't watch uh, the match from the dugout he uh, insisted to choose to watch the game from uh, the Roma team bus which was parked 
in the San Siro car Yeah, park. I like that. Glorious. You can suspend me all you like from the game, yeah. but you can't stop me celebrating with the bus driver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not banned from the Milan area. I've got more people on my social media than I have in the stadium anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You've done me a favour. Yeah. Uh, he shared his situation, as you say, on social media with the caption, I'm going to die here before <laughs> sharing a video. Okay, that is Matt. What, what does he mean? Well, I think probably, uh, you know, it's the warrior spirit of the man. So, no, I think, mate, was some, he nervous or something? I don't some know. of the stories, some of his Instagram stories, which mm. I was able to watch in real time. Yeah. Yeah, just some of them are just him mugging to the camera. Yeah. Like, it's, he, it's, he knows exactly what he's doing. He can't, yeah, as you say, Someone somehow, knocking on the window. No, it's not that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Some, I'm watching the game. Somehow he's got more enjoyment out of it and more attention. It always comes up Jose. Yeah, well, and then you saw them celebrating the win, of course, outside with the bus driver. Mm. I'll tell you what, come on. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Were there, were, there fans, were there fans like next to the coach? Because if, if he's doing it live on Instagram, surely some of the people, well, fuck, he's just, he's, no, he's just in the car park over there. No, because they're all in the game. They, it, 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 not that I saw from the No, story. no, but if, you, if you're from outside, if you're like, oh, if I said to you, Jose Mourinho is in a car park, you know, in the car park I don't, here, I don't believe it's like in a public car park. Hmm. I believe it's just... It must be where the bus goes. Oh, yeah, oh sorry, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be. You've been to a game before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, Remember, not, he's, <laughs> he's not driven to one, though. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, I have not, during COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not doing cricket now, mate. Yeah, <laughs> see, yeah. You know, it's only two, you can only stop here for two hours, so you've got to do the loop yeah. again and come yeah. back in, yeah. All right, it's time for a break, everybody. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. I see it a different uh, the way I see it, and I stand by that, and I'm very comfortable and, and confident in saying what I have to say. Who would you bring in? I don't know. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. That was Rhea Ferdinand on what he would do as Sporting Director at Manchester United. It's great because it's a clip 
uh, an embarrassing clip involving Jake Humphrey where Jake Humphrey's not the butt of it. It's like that, he scene, must be delighted it's like that. that scene in the office when Keith comes in to uh, have his review with David Brent. Yeah. It's the only scene where Brent <laughs> We're is... We're going to leave that there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, under sporting directors, you said don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bruno Large has under been Under strength, you put murking. <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you do. Bruno Large has been sacked. Have a bit of respect yeah, for him. I know, hey, Goodness sacked sake. him after their 2 0 You said lost. he was no longer in charge. You rhymed off his misery. I know. Yeah. Well, I knew, well, to be fair, we made him. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he played it straight in the intro of the Very script, straight. but we, we changed it. Yeah, I know I wanted to. He can't go home to his family anymore. That's what you said. Uh-huh. <laughs> you said the wolves are not at his door anymore. Yeah, um, that was actually pretty good. That was yeah. quite good, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah lost 2-0 to West Ham on Saturday. He'd won just one of his last 15 league games, of course. They'd spent £100 million in the summer, uh, and uh, they sit in the relegation zone after eight games. Um, do you think also the style of football? I mean, the fans were not that happy. They've, they've, they've under large, they've not scored that many goals. They don't concede that many. But it's not been a lot to shout about for a while. And uh, and the fans were getting a bit restless up at uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah, this is really basic. Um, but it's coming from me, so what do you expect? But <laughs> I, was, I think we were talking about them last week. A man's I... lost his job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I think um, I, I was saying last week that I couldn't work out if they were a good or a bad side, or rather, you couldn't say unequivocally like, "Oh, you know, Wolves are a good side," mm. or they're, you know, or they, you know, they deserve to be where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, because they have good players. Every now and again, they pull out a performance where, you know, if you really strip it away, it does rely on the quality of the individuals. And they have some, you know, very talented individuals in that regard. They were hard to beat. Yes, yeah. Certainly on the Nuno, yeah. Mm. And, and then... No, but under, under large as well. Yeah, I suppose. But it was still... Because it wasn't really his team. They were just an extension from what he took over from Nuno. So you weren't really sure of the imprints he was putting on it. But then, for example, when he watched Palace at the start of last season when they struggled to string together some wins. You could say that they were a good team there. You could say that at least you could recognise what they were doing and what they were trying to do anyway. But if you look at like how large was starting to talk as well, I think someone made a point. Um, I think that, you know, there's a piece in The Athletic about it, how suddenly strikers became his big thing about mm-hmm. how like he always, he'd always used to say that, you know, he, he even said it on the weekend, which I, I don't know if it was accurate at all, mm-hmm. but he said, whenever we played a striker, we haven't, we've never lost. Mm. And I was a bit like, yeah. ah? and he was like, you know, talking about all their, no. you know, all this, that, and the other. But there also seems to be a bit of a disconnect from upstairs as well, because you know, Sasa Kalajic, when he came in, obviously, unfortunately, he got injured. But if you give the man- manager that much money to spend on a new striker, and then what, you know, a month later, yeah. sack him, it seems a bit odd, especially at the time when people were mm-hmm. questioning his, um, you know, his long-term future. Anyway, I find it interesting that they. You mentioned about how it was how it's been covered in the Athletic, and they do yeah, traditionally have very good kind of sources in clubs and stuff. And they talk about how his man management wasn't great. He wasn't comfortable with one on one conversations. He was a bit of distance. He was very emotionally led. All the rest of it. And then you piece that together with things like what I something that I thought was a very very strange move, like letting Connor Cody go, mm. who's a big personality. One of the reasons because he, he played a back four more than a back three. But Connor he Cody wanted, has played in a back four. He wanted to convert enough. them from a three to a four, didn't he? Which yeah. is part of his thing. But at the same time, though, I mean, that's still a really kind of drastic move to make. And Colin right. Cody's probably the beating heart of that of that yeah. Wolves in the Premier League area era mm. team, and he's been allowed to go. They, well, they, he may well have said, "I can't guarantee you first team football." And Conor Cody said, "Well, I want that." And, and so, sure, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm reading between the lines. I don't know yeah. this, but then, but then, Vish touches on something which I think is really interesting as well. They bring these players in. Fair enough, they're unlucky with Kalasic, but they bring these players in and they back the manager who wants to play this much more attacking type of football. Yet they can't score goals. Mm. 
and then I just sack him. But I think I think you know a leopard can't change its spots, and, and large. You can give him all the players in the world, and you give this, that, and the other. They're not going to suddenly become a free-scoring side. You've seen how he sets up, and it is effective to a point. But if it's, but if if you know if you're not conceding, sorry, sorry, if you then start to concede a little more and you're not scoring, and then as the the, the results aren't good, it's going one way. The fans of you know getting a bit restless and, and annoyed and so on, and as you say, disconnect with the owners. Blah 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 blah. I, it's not going to suddenly swing all the way back round. Unfortunately, that's the way it goes. It's it's very difficult to arrest that slide, and so um, I, I I sort of get the decision. I think he's you know I think he's done okay, but I don't think he'll be missed that much. Um, and but I say that scored, with the, they scored a, lot, a decent amount of goals when he had that big season at Benfica, which is basically what his that, reputation. Yeah, but but we're talking about Wolverhampton. What, what, what he's done at Wolves, you can only go off what he's done there. I mean, if he's yeah. still saying to the to the hierarchy, yeah, but look what I did at Benfica. Yeah, but it's the point not that. But I'm, I'm just kind of responding to your specific. Point, which is that look what I did it into when we won the treble. No, but, yeah. <laughs> but if, it, if if he's going to go in and say, look, I came from, I I, I did whatever I did at Benfica, whatever, mm. and I want to turn this team into a into a you know an attacking team, yeah. and I've been unlucky with the strikers I've signed, and yeah. it's taken a while to to bed in, and I haven't maybe got the phys- the physicality of forward that I want, which is mm-hmm. why he's got Costa in and why he got Kaladzic and then got injured. These things take time. Like, but the, he's, the, the, what he inherited was nothing like what he's trying to get. Now, I'm not saying he deserves time because ultimately they can do what they want. Well, the club are reportedly talking to Pedro Martins, who recently managed uh, Olympiacos, led them to three straight uh, league title wins in Greece. Julian Lopetegui was also, uh, Lopetegui rather, um, his, uh, his name's been mentioned as well. So at the time of recording, Wolves are managerless. But well, I think apparently... caretaker Steve Davis, isn't it? Well, a bit of respect for Steve. Absolutely. Not yeah. the snooker player. I was going to say, he's, yeah. he's, he's, conquered, he's conquered one sporting world, if you can call it a sport. <laughs> And he's trying. I, I do one. call it a sport. I know you as you do. well know. You've been up to the crucible. I love the snooker. I've Absolutely. played uh, pool against Steve Davis. How'd you get on? He was doing. Which one? Uh, I lost. Um, the snooker player. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, thought you lost. Take him, thought take him out of his waters. How good was he? Pool. He was. Yeah. Is he like famously like a multiple pool world champion? I love it. As well. I didn't, I love it. Get, didn't get on the table. That's like oh yeah. I, uh, I think I broke. No, I broke. Sorry. And I, then he cleared up. Take him out of it. It's like saying, well, I lined up for the eight hundred meters against Usain Bolt. Yeah, he beat me. Yeah. I thought take him out of salt water. Put him. Fresh. <laughs> can, he, can he run eight times as far? <laughs> It'll be knackered after at least 100 yeah. metres and then yeah. like yeah. the tour to solve Because um, my advantage there because I haven't trained 100 metres, have I? No. Yeah. So I've, you know, I'm not conditioned You've to got it. More in the tank. Steve Davis apparently uh, created the Moscone Cup, which is the annual <laughs> nine ball pool tournament, the equivalent of the Ryder Cup. He kept that quiet. I bet yeah. he was shitting himself. It was yeah. a cricket as you, do as, as well. You got, as, you, as, as you greeted defeat by waving your pulker around, going, let's get you on the cricket pitch, Ken. <laughs> I'll see you in the net. Oh, dear. That was you. Well, he may well be managing uh, when they play Chelsea this weekend or not. Um, yeah. One of the Steve Davises, I forget Steve which. Steve Davis apparently is also, he's also served as president of the British Chess Found, uh, Federation. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't Is he which... investigating this cheating scandal? Yeah. That's... And uh, no, I think it's chess. been done. I think we've found it. And has and, and also appeared at the final table in the 2003 Poker Millions. Mm. Which, got it all. If it's an indoor sport, I don't know, which, it covered, I don't know right. which Steve Davis we're talking about, but enjoy it. Just enjoy yeah. the Steve Davis chat, everybody. Yeah. Um, can Diego Costa score the goals to get them out of the relegation zone? Because he's banging on about, oh, we don't have a striker, but you've got Diego. He should have scored against West Ham. He looked pretty tidy, didn't he? He looked in better physical nick than yeah. I thought he would. Yeah, but our game's generally half an hour long. He got like half an hour, didn't he? Yeah. That's all he's going to get. Maybe it's all he's going to get. Maybe he well, can get him on the Griezmann deal. Well, if, yeah. <laughs> if, yeah, indeed. if he isn't going to score the goals, then maybe they should sign Real Santa Cruz striker Kevin Mina. Yes, we go to Bolivia very briefly. They're currently second bottom of the Bolivian top tier. And after their one-all draw on the weekend, Mina vowed to cut off his penis if they get relegated. <laughs> 
you know what? I, I wonder what they were, listen- his, they were his literal words. I wonder what I listeners. Just Marcus to read it. <laughs> I wonder what listeners think whenever we- there's a segue. Like, speaking of which, and we go to Bolivia, always penis related. Yeah, yeah. Depending on the re- Bolivia. No, but any country. Uh, whenever we jump from the UK to any other country, mm. it's Usually almost always penis related. Genitalia. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. What's your point? I'm just saying. It's- right. As soon as I heard Bolivia, mm-hmm. I was like penis. Yeah. Absolutely right. I don't know why he. Why is he? That, yeah, that's, why is he throwing his knob it's in only, the ring? It's only going to compound. Well, that's what he will be doing after he's cut it off, presumably. <laughs> what, what? What? That's only going to compound the problems, isn't it? You, what do you think he'll keep it? Going home to your. What do you think he'll keep it? <laughs> going, in his pocket. Going home to your partner. You look a bit glum. Yeah. Was it because you got relegated? That's part of it. <laughs> uh, What's the rest? I'm scared to tell you. Today. Yeah, indeed, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he just like like nick it as if he was shaving it. Hands <laughs> on the side. Rather than, cut it, rather than cut it off. Uh, I don't know. I think it's time we move on to Liverpool, Brighton. Also, Brighton. how will that motivate people around fish, you? Fish, yeah. fish. I yeah. think it's time we move on to Liverpool you versus brought it Brighton. Up. Yeah. I brought it up. You're trying to get us back from Bolivia now. We're <laughs> that's already what, there. That's what Vish did in. That's what Vish lost to Steve Davis at Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Put your cue away. Stuffed it in one of the pockets. Not that pocket. Oh... <laughs> Perhaps I ought to chalk it. <laughs> um, uh, Liverpool 3, Brighton 3. Lovely game at uh, Anfield. Lovely game at Anfield. Enough, we've moved on from the knob. It chat. was a great game, wasn't it? It was a great yeah. game. The new Brighton manager, Roberto De Zerbi, uh, yeah. seems to have picked up where Graham Potter left off. Yeah. Um, at what point are we going to talk about um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Marcus? <laughs> because... Um... Well, no, the reason why he's not that good at defending is because he goes really high up the pitch that was very much when it comes to the, the debate around it's so good that, whether Trent can defend or not that yeah. was very much what I would describe as the final insult <laughs> I, I found it, it was str- baffling what well, he was doing the yeah. conversation had finally turned in his favour yeah and he turned it back. <laughs> look, I, look, Trent's a great player. I don't want to. I don't want to hammer Trent. Of course he I, I is. Wanna, of course I, I he is. Hammer the... You'd be an idiot to think otherwise. Of, of course, yeah. of course. But like when Jurgen Klopp, you know, when he does that thing, he comes out really passionately in defence. I don't know why people say this. You know, I go, yeah, like so. You're saying because he plays really high up the pitch, he's susceptible to balls in behind. Okay, but I, it, we, we're not just talking about that. And it, quite a lot of people came out of it. It's like Gary Lineker even on Twitter was saying exactly this. People don't know what they're talking about. Blah blah blah. blah. And it's kind of. Yeah, I, 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 I think, lads, that there's a little bit more to this chat than that. And obviously we saw the game against Brighton. He's low on confidence, as the whole team are. Yeah. But that performance really will, will, will not help his, his but, cause. But, but let, me, let me tell you something about Trent. Go on. Because you've got a couple of different ways of looking at the defensive side of his game. Yeah. One is a tactical side, mm-hmm. which um, I, I'm generally sympathetic towards, chiefly because, as Klopp's alluded to there, the type of football they like to play... Yeah means they're going to be far more susceptible mm-hmm. to conceding those types of goals yes. than, say, a Man City are, yeah. right? Who's a team that they're always compared with, right? That's that's one part of it. Mm. The, the, the drawback of playing football the way Jurgen Klopp wants Liverpool to play football is mm-hmm. players out in wide areas are going to be criticised occasionally because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. The second one is the, fault in, the, the direct faults of the player. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately Alexander-Arnold is, 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 is victim of both he doesn't see danger yeah. he's positionally very very problematic against good teams who can work him out yeah. and he was direct fault for two of those goals against Brighton at mm. home and further compounded this issue that Liverpool seem to have they can't get past which is they cannot start games quickly enough no, they, can't. They, they seem to which used to be a strength of theirs massively they used to blow you to yeah. pieces like yeah. used to be thunder and lightning from totally, the very first yeah. whistle and now I don't know what the stats are but it is incredible how many times they go behind but with Alexander-Arnold 
Arnold, to me, he, he is, uh, and I know I'm not just saying this because of his crossing ability and so on, but he is, it's almost like the, an old-fashioned 4-4-2 would suit him as a right midfielder. Someone behind him. Someone maybe. behind him. You know, as I say, I know I'm going to say David Beckham is the crosser, but you know, that type of that type of player, of course, people, or teams that really play like that, and Liverpool certainly don't, was actually, for England, it might actually suit him playing on that right wing back. But of course, for, for reasons just stated and Gareth Southgate, you know, Reese James <laughs> will be ahead of him and, 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 and Trippier as well. That would be the, the contentious one. But yeah, it, 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 but he was at fault for, you know, certainly was, I forget which goal it was, the first or the, or the second Trossard goal. Um, speaking of hat-tricks though, well, Trossard, apparently um, um, De Zerbi, uh texted uh, uh, Trossard before the game saying he needs to score more goals. So um, <laughs> that's a good answer, isn't it? I mean, if you're going to... If you're gonna... I hope he left him on blue ticks and then scored a hat-trick and then replied, <laughs> yes, David, like, what do you reckon of that then? Yeah. Uh, is that enough for you? The frustrating thing for Liverpool is they got themselves out of the hole. You know, they, yeah, they got yeah. themselves three two up. I mean, it's nice to see Bobby Firmino scoring. It feels. I, I feel he's one of the only players who seems to have been exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's had a bit of time off in his recent. Yeah. Season, maybe that. You know? Maybe that is. Part I, of it. I think that's. He's, it. A, he's, think... A, he's a wonderful player, and yeah, I, I feel a bit bad for him that he's he's almost internally enjoying his return of form while everything else is falling apart shit. around yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Well, but that's it though. I think Liverpool's. A lot of people said, you know, last season the toll of going for a quadruple. Yeah. And then missing out on the final two and the biggest two trophies as well. Yeah, if, if, like it was a rem- it was an amazing season they had last year. They were two games away from winning a quadruple. Like just phenomenal stuff. And it was it was it was gutting for them. But they were running out of steam, of course, before the end of the season. And so difficult to pick those players up because when you have, you know, you're so close to having a hand on all of those trophies and it's taken away. How do you then pick yourself up and go, we've got to go again? Yeah. And that was one of the amazing it's your things. your job though, isn't it? No, of course, but, <laughs> but yeah, but, but, well, people do get tired and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Not they're, my watch. Not on your watch. They get paid you, enough, I don't get tired. That's, yeah, true. that's true. Why aren't they robots well, yet? Be, you're, you're right about Firmino though. He, he's like the last good ride at a crumbling theme park. <laughs> that's what it looks like. You know, people are still going there to see his big, you know, his bright white teeth yeah. and his goals. But around, I mean, Marcus, you you must be in in dire straits yourself because you've yeah. got Henderson. He starts for England for you, doesn't he? Uh, well, I think Twitter told me. Is that Marcus that was the a bad only move. person whose FBL team is England? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he only picks English players. Yeah, so, you, so you're you're reneging on that. Now. You're doing a quasi quartet on that, are you? Unbelievable! <laughs> you turning on Henderson? Unbelievable! Henderson's the forty five p tax rate. Yeah. And you stuck with it? No, 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 no. I, I, I just want to rethink. That's all. One can change one's mind. The problem is, I've just realised that if we do this analogy, it makes me Liz Truss. Because <laughs> I did one as well, didn't I? And I'm the other one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Can I also say that I wonder if you're a Brighton fan, having watched that game, and actually quite comforted, given that oh, you've great. lost, you've lost the manager like Potter, and yeah. someone's come in and basically kept that engaging yeah. thing going and well, you know, scoring a couple of goals as well scoring three goals well, D- as well Dezabi himself said after the game um, he, he suggests that we could see more high scoring games from Brighton season I don't know if I'm a good head coach he didn't say that on the interview <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm a very brave one I am not worried about adding one more striker even if I respect a team like Liverpool <laughs> oh, this is the man for, for the in, job in the interview why yeah. do you want to work here not for me to say yeah. <laughs> No, but I'm brave, I, I very brave. A, I think it's a testament to those players. I know that there's this kind of cliche <laughs> that says when a new manager comes in, they're all trying to work hard to impress him. 
but it's the easiest excuse in the world to go to Anfield yeah. and go, oh, well, you know, we tried our best, but they're yeah. a really good yeah. team. Mm. And the, the, they've got a first 11 that he picked there full of players who were so game. You they're know, on it. Welbeck, it. Welbeck sets the tone. Trossard should have scored was, again, Welbeck. He should have, but he's so busy, isn't he? Mm. Trossard was unplayable. Gross is a really clever player. I don't think he had his best game at Anfield, but he's a really clever player. Mm. McAllister's growing into his role in midfield. Solly March is really game as well. Mm. Works. He's just as honest as a day is long. They've got a lot to credit them, Bright. And if Deserby can come in, and maintain those standards, even yeah, if they yeah. play slightly differently or whatever, that's a great thing because it'll be a huge, huge loss for Potter to go. I wonder if you could make an argument for teams of that profile, whether there's a more impactful managerial loss than than Potter from mm. Brighton. Quite possibly. And of course, at Liverpool, soon enough, Vish, people are going to say clop out. Yeah. No Liverpool fans, but I think... <laughs> no, but the thing, the thing yeah, is... Yeah, like, that's how the conversation generally I'm goes. Not, and not, it's not often because they're suddenly in the bottom half of the table. Yeah. It's purely because, as we've seen it with, mm. you know, all over the world, you know, previously in football, sometimes the messages stop getting through and it's mm. just because people if everyone's move on knackered. and people Look, are tired. I, I, yeah, I, I, he has I, said this morning, clocks they're ninth at the moment as time yeah. record, recording. He has said this morning, if they drop into the bottom half, he is going to cut his penis off. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, look out for that. <laughs> Yeah. Does that mean the guy who looks like Club also has to cut his penis off? Oh, yeah, he can't believe it. He's yeah. <laughs> Why have you said that? Vardy's like, so all I've got to do is drink Red Bull and vodka. It's easy. <laughs> Just do Jager bombs. Can I throw something out there Clop it that off. might be bollocks? Mm-hmm. Um, no, not about Klopp. It's oh. Brighton related. So who are England's left wing backs? Here we go. Luke Here Shaw. Here we go. Luke Shaw. Yeah. And Ben Chilwell. Ben Chilwell. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Say it. Cross if you want... No. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want someone who is tactically astute, who runs all day, Lampy. technically very good. Just say Lamptey. No. <laughs> technically very good and also can be given instructions mm. and play many different roles within the same position as it were. Yeah. Big Dan Burn plays for Newcastle now, I remember. Yeah. Solly March? Um, Famously playing off the right against yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, but is left footed. Ashley plays Young. a lot off the le- mm. on the left. He's very versatile. Yeah, he's very versatile. I, I, I wonder, and I, it's yeah. only something that I thought about when I, I mean, was watching him the other day. No friendlies to test him in. <laughs> I don't mean for the World Cup. I don't mean for the World <laughs> what Cup. What are you talking about then? I just mean in the future you, for England. You bring England chat to the table. They go, oh, well, not for the World Cup though. Yeah, yeah well, because England are still going to play games after that, mate. They're not going to. Not if they win it. That's it. <laughs> you don't say it like that. You do realize Completely, you, can't, mate. you can't come into this studio and bring in like you know really like frivolous, yeah. whimsical. England opinions when you've got the end of level boss that opposite you. <laughs> he ain't going to accept that. Yeah, and I've got my attack dog with me. He's fuming now. <laughs> Stick to the stuff about Tom Kearney wearing a kilt. <laughs> oh dear. By the way, we should say Liverpool. Uh, Sully much for England. They host Rangers in the Champions League tomorrow. Spurs uh, head to Eintracht Frankfurt, the team who beat Rangers in the Europa League final, of course. You can hear our thoughts after those games in another episode of Ramble Reacts dropping this Wednesday. Oh, that's me, you and Lars, isn't it? Tomorrow night. Big Lars is on. Yeah. Blimey, O'Reilly. Yeah. How about that? Vish couldn't be asked, could you? Oh, dear. No. Gentle, gentlemen. Oh, no, Vish is, Vish is going out to a cricket dr- writer's drinks, that's why. Oh, yeah. he, d- he loves a drink, does Vish? He does. He does love a drink. Things that Vish likes. Drink. Drink. Food. Cricket. <laughs> drink at the cricket. Everyone likes drinking food. <laughs> Some people like cricket, but everyone, how's liking drinking food weird? Yeah. Oh, he's always, he's always got about drinking food. Him. Yeah. Oh dear. Honestly, he, he, about three times a day, he's always eating. If, if, yeah. <laughs> Can't stop it. Oh dear. Talking of food, full ham. Uh, one Newcastle United four. 
Oh, we still did another game. I let's, thought we did the Ramble Reacts plug. We were stopping. No, no, no. We've got one more to go. Okay. I just felt to myself that uh, I've got a face up. Yeah. Newcastle United, they came to the cottage. Yeah. Fortress Cottage. Bad news for those of us who thought that Mitrovic would bang a couple in against his old club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Fulham, down to 10 men. Do you know what? I said to I said to my mate when we, we were going, I checked the team sheet and I went, oh, well, Polina's not playing. That's not good news. Hmm. I'm worried. I didn't realise how bad it was going to be. Yeah. I thought, well... Well, uh, Nathaniel Chalab has probably made a little bit of a contribution to that, though, hasn't he? An enormous yeah. contribution <laughs> yeah. by getting a definite red card. It was yeah. one of those ones where you curse that you're not in the championship anymore yeah. because the referee gives a yellow and you go, yeah, that's fine, yellow, yeah. good, all right, you're fine. Yeah. He goes over, shakes the referee's hand, the referee's going, hang on, this is a yeah. bit... Whereas, of course, it's just inevitable. You Anywhere in the ground, you just... How the referee was right next to it yeah. didn't give that as a straight red. I saw someone on... Shocking tackle, shocking. I, I saw someone saying that at the game and when that happened, someone near them shouted, that's eight minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness but the thing is though actually I mean, in fact it was slightly earlier than that because by the time VAR made the decision mm. but you know what in that first five or six minutes even with 11 Newcastle were right at it yeah. I've got to say I was very impressed with them and, and, and look Fulham yeah down to 10 men you can say oh well that's why they're unlikely to win the game but actually Newcastle just not for a second game well Miggy Almiron that first goal was <sighs> an absolute, that was ridiculous it came, out, it came out of nowhere that. Was... when I say came out of nowhere as in the ball goes up in the air and you think, oh, it's a bit of a tricky yeah. one to take. Boof. And the whole ground was surprised when he smashed that in. Yeah, and I think rightly so because it's... One... Jack Grealish was very surprised. Yeah, because it's, like, <laughs> it's Miguel Almiron. Yeah. Uh, secondly, because it... What is Grealish doing when he was, said that? It was speculative, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure Jack Grealish is the brightest. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll... That's, uh... I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was an amazing well, goal. He deserves, he deserves all the credit in the world for that. He it does, was a fantastic yeah. goal. Um, and obviously followed that up with another as well. Mm. And Longstaff was the player who got the foul from Chaloba, right? So he was able to get one too. I mean, he, right. he got it. He didn't want it. <laughs> he wasn't searching for it. No, what I'm saying yeah, is... Yeah. Playing, for, playing for free kicks. <laughs> he managed to have a last laugh to, to score a goal just before half-time is what he, I'm he saying. Did, yeah, he got it's like he's trying to pull an insurance scam and he sets up in front of a Formula One car. It's like, yeah. mm, a little yeah. bit too much. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a little bit much. So yeah, the good news is I got the insurance. Uh, the bad news is the car hit me at two hundred and twenty <laughs> miles an hour. That's super, absolutely super. At least it's three of me. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. I would like to say that Eddie Howe uh, said after the game, "We wanted more. We weren't happy with what we had. We were always trying to score." Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, at four 0 I remember saying to my mate, "I'd bite your hand off for four one, and we and we got it." Was it, was it. was it was it looking like it was going to be a very very long? Oh, game? At, at half time, I thought this this will probably be six or seven. Shit. Yeah, it really was, and 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 they did. Newcastle did score a couple of goals, which were were ruled out for offside. So I mean, they, they are the rules, but I'm just saying it shows you how much they were pushing. And I didn't think Fulham were that bad. I just Newcastle were very very impressive. The way they just completely dismantled them, didn't give them a sniff. Yeah, very generous ovation to Dickled over Reed's goal. Mm. I thought. Yeah, that, I, actually, I thought it was like, oh, that's, that's that nice. was the only time in the <laughs> Very whole full of mission, isn't it? Yeah. The only time in the whole 90 minutes where I got off my seat. That's, that's I think that's probably that's probably what you it didn't was. Have your half time pie, no? No, not that time. No, no okay. I was too miserable. But uh, <laughs> one one thing I would Crying say is into your pie. it really really hit home uh, that Nick Pope is really not good with the ball at his feet. He's not had really? a great couple of weeks. Wow. He's not had a great couple of weeks. No, he hasn't. Really. And uh, and that all is good news for Ramsdale as the number two spot for England yeah. heats up before yeah. the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably have Henderson in goal, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. Just in front of the goal to stop it. Um, everybody. <laughs> talk, uh, join, oh, by the way, I should say before we leave, join us tomorrow 
for another episode of uh, the Football Rambles Guide 2. It's a much more serious and thoughtful affair this time around, um, you'll be pleased to know, as we're talking uh, about footballers with acting careers. From Vinnie Jones, oh, yeah. from Vinnie Jones to Neymar, uh, as a special ops agent, we've got it all. <laughs> so get that tomorrow in your podcast pipe. Yeah, if you want, if you are interested in, in listening to that, and why wouldn't you be, I genuinely did a quite deep dive on David Beckham's appearance in Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> so it's worth checking out. Don't give the best bit away. It's not the best. I mean, it's, a, it's basically the lion's share of the episode. <laughs> it's not for crying out loud it was good there it was good were, content yeah, very good content uh, get thank, that on The Athletic thank you very much for <laughs> listening to the Football Ramble part of the ACAST Credit Network don't give them ideas we don't charge them a fiver a month either no we don't free. you, you pay a fiver Patreon Patreon um, we do but that's that's not generally speaking mm. the shows are free aren't they they are yeah that's right. It's good, crucially, because it means they can't complain about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a, what a fast you're pace to finish off. Thank you to me, don't you? Thank you very much for having me. Cheers. All right, I get the hint. What, what a Bobby Deckel don't oh. read goal to finish on that one. Before we go, I got an email from a PR. You know, you get on these um, mail out things. I remember once we got one in the past from a a, a, a beer producing company. Yeah. And you, uh, you, you know, I asked for loads of free beer. And you sent them back Pete Donaldson's home address and said, hello there. Uh, please send as much beer as possible yeah. to this address. <laughs> As much beer as possible. Well, I got an email as much today. As humanly possible. I got an email today from a marketing company, and the headline of the email is: One in three Brits don't know what the UEFA Nations League is. <laughs> well, which one of the three of us is it? <laughs> I know one of us here doesn't know. <laughs> Me, almost certainly. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He doesn't know Man United's winning squad is in the Champions League '99. No. That last week. Uh, anyway, see you later. There we go. Vitution, pleasure. Always. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.